Hi there, just a quick heads up about this episode. We talk about Captain Marvel and Us, two very current films, so there will be lots of spoilers. I hadn't seen either of these films when we recorded, and Jack gave away every single twist in Us, and I watched it last night and knew everything that was going to happen. So if you haven't seen either of those films, and you're planning to, I would recommend saving this till later. Aha! <laughs> what happens? I was recording in stereo oh. instead of backwards and forwards. Yeah. Okay. So now we should be at the same level. Okay. What well, were we different before? Yeah, and I was trying to work out why. But this looks better. This looks good. All right. So I got a film smash idea. Not to sort of give you too much of a peek behind the curtain, but recently we've started. We've just had a think about getting people to listen to the show. Should I not say this? Like, it's just funny, like, I don't want to give people a peek behind the curtain, but we've been thinking about commercial viability. We have. My favourite and least favourite. couple <laughs> words. So, I've come up with what I think is the most commercially viable film smash. Oh, I feel so dirty. Yet. Uh, yet. So, but, but I think that it does work. I'm surprised it took me this long to think of it. But, okay, so two of the most, of date the recording, two of the most sort of, like, the biggest films out at the moment, Captain Marvel, the latest Marvel film. Yes. About... Captain Marvel and Us the new Jordan Peele horror film the, mm-hmm. after, after Get Out uh, they both share a very very similar plot point like a, 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 an idea which is that I haven't seen them which is that Joe hasn't <laughs> seen them so oh, Joe, one of these days I'm going to name two films you haven't seen and the reason you haven't seen them is because I've made them up and I'll <laughs> do a whole episode where I'll do made up films <laughs> And just see how long it takes you to realise that maybe these aren't real. Um, but no, in... Okay, so in Captain Marvel, uh, there's an alien race called the Skrulls. And their distinctive thing is... They're built up as these villains. And they're villains in the comic where they're, they're shapeshifters. What are they called? The, the Skrulls? Skrulls. Skrull, I think that is. Ah, that is. okay. Um, I hope I'm getting that right because I'm going to say that word a lot. Um, <laughs> I hope it's wrong. Keep where going. They, in, they, 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 they're shapeshifters, so they can look like you. They invade a planet and they look like the people there, and that's how they like spread. <laughs> they, they, and there are lots of like doppelgangers in the film, people replacing other people. Right. Um, and in us, I've, I've heard the gimmick of us. Yeah. In us, um, there's this family who are attacked, and well, their 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 house is broken into by, and they're attacked by another family, and it's just. I, they're identical to them. It's the same actors, it's just they're doppelgangers. Yeah. <laughs> so, Works theory, very well. Us actually tells the story of a scroll invasion of Earth, and Captain Marvel's gonna have to turn up and save the day. <laughs> okay. That's as far as I got. But that's good. It works. They fit together nicely. And it fits into the thing that I've been thinking about recently. Mm-hmm. The whole thing that films with identical plot points and themes and ideas and stuff come out at the same time. Do you want to have Jack's Conspiracy Corner? Well, this is something I've just been thinking about for a while. Because I'm sure you must have noticed this, and I've done a bit of like research into it recently, and I've realised it's much more extensive than I thought. But, you know, everyone's heard of this. You know, films that are exactly the same coming out at the same time. White House Down, Limpter's Fallen, Bugs Life and Ants, uh, Happy Feet and Surf's Up, mm. uh, Deep Impact and Armageddon, Dante's Peak and Inferno, Kill Bill Part 1 and Kill Bill Part 2. 
Thank you for trying. Um, but <laughs> these films are the same. So it's really interesting to see these films coming out at the same time. It's just, sorry, this is just, it's just the thing that I'm thinking. I want to I wanna learn more about sort of how that comes to pass. And I really hope the answer is it's just a big accident and everyone in Hollywood is just like, it's just like, oh, wow, again. Every year. And, oh, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? I didn't know that. Um, so you haven't seen Arsenal Captain Marvel. Do you, do you want me to catch you up? I just realised the problem with doing these sort of things, there will be spoilers. Um, so these films yeah. have just come out. You may not have seen them yet. There will be spoilers here. I've had the two big films ruined from me in this recording so the yeah. listener had better bloody take them so I'll just give you both the plots and you can see if you can come up with anything uh, come on. This film, it's got a lot of like twists and turns and it's not exactly told chronologically because the main character has got um, like amnesia right so they have like visions of their past and then it all clears up and you get a clear picture there's this woman um, Captain Marvel first name Captain last name Marvel who was a worked in the Air Force um, as like a test pilot but she wasn't always allowed to be a test pilot because there were women and stuff um, but she worked for a scientist there turns out and that scientist was developing a light Jack. speed engine go on have we got our first female main character you know that might happen um, <gasps> so they, she worked for the scientist and the scientist is making a light speed engine and she's an alien called a Kree and then other Krees show up and they want to steal it from her um, they kill her but Captain Marvel, she's not really Captain Marvel yet, she, I can't remember her name, she's just a normal person at this point. To stop these evil aliens getting it, she shoots the engine and explodes, and all the energy from it, the magic space science energy, goes into her, and she has, has these superpowers. Um, this Kree guy then takes Jude Law, takes her, takes her to the Kree planet, trains as warrior, takes her in, and she's forgotten, when she woke up, she's forgotten everything about being a human, about her life there, because the Krees, they, a lot of them look sort of human-y. She's forgotten about everything, and she just like she's now a soldier in the Kree army, um, and they're fighting the Skrulls, who are these terrorists, these shape-shifting aliens who sneak onto planets. They turn, they look like the local populace, and then they kill loads of people, and they try and take over. And the Kree are trying to eradicate them from the universe. Eventually, they chase them to Earth. Well, she ends. She ends. What, they, are, what are these Krulls or Kree and Krull Skrulls look like? Skrulls. Some of the, I think the Kree is like a confederation of different kinds of aliens. Some of them look human. Some of them are blue. Some of them are other colors. Okay. The scrolls are I'm like... imagining the avatars now. Sure. The scrolls to me look like the orcs from Bright, for me, maybe. But That's an amazing film. They chase them to Earth. She she ends up there on her own with all the other the Kree on their way there. They're a few days away. She's on there for a while. She's on Earth for a while on her own, trying to fight the scrolls. She meets Sam Jackson, um, <laughs> and they go around and do stuff. But then it's later revealed, the Kree are actually the baddies. Now she remembers everything, and the scrolls the scrolls are actually like refugees that are being wiped out by the Kree in sort of genocidal war. And the reason they were making that light speed engine is to save all the Kree so they can fly away. So she fights off the Kree, saves the scrolls, fucks off with the scrolls, and that's why she's not been in the rest of the Marvel films. Hmm. Basic overview for you there. Now us. It's about this. Um, in the opening, you see this uh, little girl. It's with her family, and she she walks off. She's she's with them at a beach, and she walks off from her family while they're doing. They're distracted by something. And she ends up in a hall of mirrors. And the lights go out. And she goes around and she sees in there a girl that looks exactly like her, but she's not a reflection. She's another girl. Scares the shit out of her. She's got PTSD. She doesn't speak for ages afterwards, um, apparently. Um, flash forward, her, she's, now got, she's now grown up, she's got a family, and they're going to that beach area for the holiday. She just really doesn't want to. She's like really scared. She's been scared all her life that this, she thinks this girl is going to come get her. Then why is she going? She just sort of ends up having to because it's not, it's like... Whatever. That, they just, they've got to get over that. Right. <laughs> um, and then one night, 
this other family show up at their door, break in, and they try to kill them all. And then it's later revealed that it's not just happening here, it's happening everywhere in America. All these people have come up from underground, these copies of everyone, and they're killing everyone and replacing them, and they're standing across America holding hands in this big line. And at the end of the film... (laughs) We realized something. This is one of those times. It was one of those times I was watching a film and I like guessed a twist sort of by accident. Like I thought it was going to tell us way earlier that this was true, but then they didn't. and I forgot about it. But when she went down in the hall of mirrors, she didn't just run away. They swapped. Uh... The girl who came up from underground chokes her out and then drags her underground and leaves her there, and then goes up and lives her life. And the reason she didn't speak is because none of them can speak. So she didn't speak for ages, but she slowly learns to. Uh, and it stars another woman, Lupita Nyong'o, giving an amazing goddamn performance. Um, but yeah, that's the t- so so. She's been left down there, and she sort of goes mad. She then gathers all the people down there, organizes them, spend ages doing it, and they all go out and seek out their own their doppelgangers and kill them and do this big line. It's like a government conspiracy that the government have forgotten about and left them all down there. And they all eat raw rabbit, and they like mimic all the things that are happening on the surface. Right. Like, right now, there's like if to to carry on. Me and you are down there. Not speaking, just sitting opposite each other, just sort of grunting. Um, yeah, that's what they do. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happens. I do in this podcast anyway. Okay, so it took me way too long to explain, but that is the two plots of both the films. Where, what are you thinking we could go with how we could do that? My goodness. This is like, I've just been read two fairy tales and asked to work out what the true event that inspired both of them was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love that, yeah. That's this show. Okay, so what I'm thinking... Smooth edit point. The Skrulls are <laughs> evil in this version. Mm-hmm. And they are invading. And the way they're doing it is they, 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 they come here and they spread and they... they, they and that's why they're, they're all hidden underground. And they all choose to come up at once. So they're all, they're all underground. Um, they're learning human behaviour. That's why they're all mimicking us. Um, they're struggling. Maybe they, they speak an alien language. They're struggling to learn the human language and sort of vocalizing when they change into human. Like you know, they get all like the internals of a human maybe as well, and that's why they they can't speak properly because it's not accustomed to the, the new throats and stuff. Okay. Um, and then they all one night come up from underground and rage war with the surface dwellers. Mm-hmm. And this alerts the the Kree are now good guys, by the way, and Captain Marvel sticks with them. <laughs> This alerts the Kree. Okay, just like this change of events. They alert the, this alerts the Kree that the oh Skrulls having a new attack, and they have to get over here and Captain Marvel has to fight this global invasion of the doppelgangers while okay. not knowing anything. And and I'm adding more things here. She doesn't know like you know I, I don't like in films how aliens can always speak English. Mm-hmm. It irks me quite a lot. They, often they just they, they're like oh we're not going to explain it. Everyone just speaks English. Yeah. Um, and it especially annoys me when people say oh, I've waited years for this. Well, we do years by how the Earth goes around the sun. You're from a different planet. A year could be oh. half an hour for you, or it could be decades. So glad you brought that up. That always annoys me. But in Captain Marvel, they do try and explain it. She says she's got a universal translator. Right. Um, Where'd you get that from? Throws everything off. Because why does no everyone else speak English? <laughs> and no one else has ever needed this. How often does the software get updated? Apparently, all the time. Because languages change all the time. <laughs> but this is what I'm thinking. They don't have that. So when she comes to Earth, she doesn't know how humans speak. So she can't tell the difference between the scrolls. She's not been gone that long. <laughs> no, she, she's, she's now not from... She's, she's forgotten about this. She speaks Cree now. All right? Maybe, <laughs> okay. okay, okay, maybe we'll... Oh, that, oh great. Now I've come up another thing. About how she's actually from Earth. It's great. Well, don't remind me of that. So she's come to Earth, and none of them know 
who are the scrolls and who are the humans because they don't speak the language. Because all the humans can tell the difference. Well, they don't speak English. Well, not all humans speak English. Just about 90%. As far as in my experience. Um, (laughs) They don't speak human. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, Universal Earth. Universal Earth language. (laughs) English. (laughs) Because I won't bother learning. (laughs) I haven't got the time. I haven't got the time. I'm too busy. We're so busy. We're so busy. We, we do a podcast with the busiest people alive. <laughs> All right, I can see a lot of this film forming, but I don't want to just speak entirely. So I think the Krees are coming to Earth. Captain Marvel's with them. Her, whole, her, her arc will sort of be, you know, starting to remember because she's come back to Earth, where she's from. Mm-hmm. The other Krees haven't told her that. I like the whole thing of like the language that they can't that they can't tell the difference. That's fun. Humans is really obvious who's who and like what and you know the scrolls don't act like normally like humans. <laughs> they don't like they don't know how things work. Like, they don't know, um, they don't, they're not used to human appliances, so they don't know how to drive a car. But neither do the Kree, so they have no idea. When, when, the, when the Skull like, just sits on top of the car and just sort of hangs out there because he thinks that's how it works, the Kree have no idea that that's not normal. Right. Actually, but again, it's obvious to the humans, but they can't tell because they're yeah, yeah. completely alien perspective. But Captain Marvel starts to remember things, and that's how she, she starts to fight back. When she remembers she's a human, it becomes obvious to her. Okay, I like it. There we go. Well, what, what I'm thinking now is that Captain Marvel and the Kree don't speak the language of anyone on that planet. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, it's all different languages. I just love this idea of this film where no one can communicate. Yeah, there's the Kree, and they all speak Kree. There's the humans, and they all speak all the human languages. And there's the Skrull. Who can't even, who can barely speak because they've all. I've also I've weakened them. Mm. In the films, they can just change whatever they want. They can speak whatever they want. I like the idea. It's a much slower, more difficult process when they go to a new world. Yeah. To adapting and to learning how to like getting used to the physiology. So they can't speak yet. Like they're really like they can't. They're not used to the new throats and the new way to vocalize. And it's really difficult. And maybe maybe where the, the scrolls are from, their original planet, that um, usually everyone speaks the same language. But on planet Earth, everyone speaks different languages. So when all the scrolls are separated so in different they places, mind boggle. they can't speak. They stop being able to speak to each other because some of them have been learning how to speak, you know, um, Mandarin for their years hidden under the earth, and other people have been learning French. So they start struggling and they start becoming separate from each other. I like the idea of French aliens. French aliens. <laughs> are they here legally? Who knows? <laughs> I think yeah, it's pretty clear. I just. I don't know what to talk about. Just think about, you know, using language. Think about, like, any doppelganger sort of scene. Like, where can we go with this? Mm. How would you display that in a film? Like, these three different groups speaking different languages. That's what I'm trying to work out in my head. No subtitles. No, none at all. No dubbing or anything. Just hear all these different languages. Oh, so we're not... Like, the Isle, the Isle of Dogs sort of way. Have you seen Isle of Dogs? I haven't seen that either. So, it's... Wes Anderson film, set in Japan. All the dogs speak English, but all the humans still speak Japanese, mostly. Right. And there's never any subtitles... Okay, yeah. We just don't understand. Exactly. Most of the, I love the dialogue. Yeah. We just don't get it, but it still works. Somehow. This film would do great internationally. <laughs> <laughs> you could... Even extraterrestrially, it will do great. Yeah. You could have a band of people from, each from a different country, somehow end up together. Yeah. Oh, that's how... That's and then how communication you... becomes a theme. Oh my God, like, imagine doing like a new series, like, instead of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, they've got all these different guys all mm-hmm. in America for the most part. What well, if you just have like different heroes in each country and deal yeah. with like all these different continents? And I was thinking that about The Walking Dead. When they come together, it's all crazy. Like no one understands each other. <laughs> there's a big crisis they need to deal with. They can't communicate. And it becomes about communication. Instead yeah. of, you know, comic book violence, it's all about communication. I think that'd be great. I'd love that. 
That'd be brilliant. Have you ever read or seen uh, translations play? No. Um, in that, um, for the fir- for the first half, you, you, you're at Staten Island. Everyone's speaking English, um, but then when the English characters show up, they all stay, they speak really weirdly to the Irish, and then they the Irish is reading conversation. No, they've actually been speaking Gaelic the entire time, <laughs> and the English people are speaking English, and they can't understand each other. So the audience understand everything, but the characters don't understand each other. Right. I like the idea that there's this group of people who, who can't understand each other, though. That's mm. kind of fun. That communication becomes this theme. I know you like your thematics. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like distilling th- films down to a theme. Yeah. But so, like, so you can tell people it's about, it's about communication. X. It's about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's an really, exploration of what it means to be human. It's a discussion of... It's, all, it's an allegory of the Vietnam War or something. <laughs> but imagine like different people, different people from different countries. Like, go to watch this film. This is like the new big Avengers film. It's the big meetup. It's the big Infinity War, or whatever. Mm. But instead of all these just different heroes, different franchises, we've all seen. There are loads we haven't seen because we don't live in Brazil and we don't get the you know Captain Brazil, who speaks <laughs> Captain you know, Portuguese. Um, yeah, and we don't do it. So Portuguese viewers and Brazilian viewers get a whole different view of it. We mm. do, there's stuff we miss out on, like and when the character, you know, instead of the characters, you know, you know, they banter with each other and they maybe don't get on, but they eventually on the same side. They generally physically don't understand each other, and they have to pr- they have to like find a way to communicate. They have to show through action. They have to show that they're fighting the same enemy. They have to show that they're standing for generally the same things. This could be an amazing film. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, it's also tying in with. A complaint I've always had about The Walking Dead. Go on. Which is that we I never see anything that happens in other countries. Yeah. It's only this one group of people strolling across America, trying to live their way through a zombie apocalypse. I just want to know what happened in England. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done that. It's so commercially viable. <laughs> it is. And they, they need their commercial viability because they're running out of money. They've killed off all the main characters now. <laughs> Gets so much cheaper when you kill off a big name actor. Can we go on a, on a quick tangent talking about film for a second? Please. Because we talk about a lot about um, we talked about cinema sins a lot recently, because that's when we when we talked about how to because um, they always do the sins videos come out when the sequel for that film is coming out and people complain about cinema sins a lot. They they think that they they, they don't like they, they they think oh you you're nitpicking it's pointless it doesn't add anything. Yeah. What do you think is the worth of like pointing out stuff like that? Things that aren't problems with the story, aren't problems with the writing, aren't problems with the performance, aren't problems with the, the, the product. It's just things you're looking for. What do you think is like the value of that kind of criticism? What kind of nitpick do you mean? Plot holes and fallacies and how, you know, that book was over there a second ago. Wait, now that lamp's on, it wasn't on in the last shot. And oh, now, oh, suddenly sunset. Okay, it was it was midday a second ago. <laughs> like, what do you right. think of the, like... I enjoy it. I like Simpsons. What, what do you think the value of that kind of criticism is? I think it's funny. I don't think it's particularly effective. It doesn't um, devalue a product to me. Or it can do, if there's enough of it. I just think, if it can't take apart the script, if it can't say anything more fundamental than that, then that's fine. But even then, what is the point of sort of... Because we talk about negativity as well a lot. Like, um, Adam, Adam Ward famously thought that... We were going to smash his film. On film smash, we... Obliterate films. We talk about film and talk about how shit it is. We we take it apart. Where would he get that idea? I uh, don't know. But I don't think we we do that. No, no, we don't. And I don't. But our name does. Our name does does imply. I've been thinking about negativity. You know, do, again, do you think there's value in just like bothering to just be negative about about these things? Um, sometimes I feel it's just especially when we spoke to. I don't think so. Adam William Wood. When we spoke to him, it's like we talked about the like, hell going through making that film. I couldn't think about 
offering any criticism for his film when I saw it, when I knew about it. Yeah. And also, you know, being a film student, making films, it feels so much more difficult now just to, to be negative about these things. I think there's a chance of over-positivity, though. But also if, negativity. I think people, there's way too much negativity. I think there is, too. But I'm just saying there is a value to it because you let people know that an ideal hasn't been reached and that things could be better mm. and people will strive to be better. If there's too, if there wasn't any negativity, well, less, fewer people would push themselves or each other to make the best thing they could. Mm. That's a fair position. When you know it's not supposed to be there, when you know that that's not really part of what you're seeing, mm. are you able to remove it and enjoy the rest of the scene and, then, and then take the rest of the scene? Uh, you're able to, yeah. I think you have to. Yeah. If you go too far with that, you just sort of realise, ah, all these people are actors. How exactly. can I take this seriously? That's what I do in horror films. I'm like, actors, special effects, sound effects, lovely. <laughs> it's like, sitting there like, ooh, they're building up the tension here. What's going to what's gonna happen? I bet it's going to be good. Like, not not shitting myself. <laughs> all the sound design is really effective while the film just screams at you. It's like, yes, very interesting um, Acoustics <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the cinema. As you try to, you know. That's um, actually click. what I was thinking in um, a quiet place, <laughs> because in, in I was in this cheap Odeon, and in the screen next door they were playing um, Rampage with Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> and the whole point is you could hear a pin drop and you could hear your own heartbeat and stuff. All I could hear was in the next room. <laughs> There's a, uh, there's a lot of helicopters in that f- I didn't see it but there's a lot of helicopters in that film oh, I love that it's amazing <laughs> hi there this is just a quick message if you're enjoying Film Smash I'm recording this clip on my birthday so as a birthday present for me I'd really like you to go to your podcast player and leave us a rating or a review and share us with one of your friends because I bet you know at least one person who would love this make their day and mine and send it their way Rating and sharing really helps out at this stage, so please just take a moment and lend us a hand. Thanks. All right, should we go back to our thoughtful discussion about language <laughs> and communication? I quite like all our tangents in this one. Yeah, I love this idea of, the, of I know, a film franchise or a film that exploits the idea of just having different films in each country. You don't get, um, what was that, I said, Captain Brazil or yeah. L- Lieutenant Vietnam in... You don't see that in England or America. Um, <laughs> Lieutenant Libya, yeah. But eventually, but like when there's a big um, crossover film and when there's a huge world-ending event, such as there is in like Infinity War or Captain Marvel in this, or this, this version where all the scrolls have come out from under the earth, <laughs> everyone gets to see a film where all of these characters are interacting. Yeah. As, and, and now aliens have shown up who don't even come close to speaking our language. And that's the film we're with now. So... There's a world-scale invasion, all the superheroes all over the world are all trying to fight, all the humans are all trying to um, fight their doppelgangers and tell who's who, and these aliens have shown up because these, these, these doppelgangers are their foe, the scroll. They don't speak their language. <laughs> My goodness, so okay. All these, so it's a huge cluster f- <laughs> where no one can communicate, but the whole, the whole point to be able to defeat the scrolls is being able to tell which who is who through yeah. communication. God, that's good. It's like a rival... It's, it's like a right. All the best films are about communication, really. Yeah? I'm going to go with that. Strong statements. That's what I'm going with today. Sweeping, sweeping statements. I think you should take the, uh, the Twitter for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, so, main character, strong female lady woman, Captain Marvel. 
favourite kind of lady woman. Yep. Okay, so what are you thinking, Joe? Oh, God. Um, you know full well I'm not thinking anything. Um, uh, you, well, you are. It just might not be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Is she our main character, or does she arrive halfway through? Ooh, that's a fair point. That could be an interesting, like, you know, midway point. All the humans are trying to engage with each other, and then, boom, the aliens show up. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly, yeah. So, so the monsters have arrived and taken over the planet. And everyone's struggling, and then the aliens turn up. Yeah, so that's that's, that's and like the aliens keep killing the humans. Yes, because they can't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so the, okay, so I can see this building up. That's so. a twist. That's a twist in the final quarter. Where it turns out the aliens are actually they're not bad guys. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> it's it's like Captain Marvel. <laughs> okay, so it's like a rival. The beginning of the film. Like the beginning of the film is a bit like us. We'll say so. The invasion starts. That film's title is so bad because what us? Yeah, you you just said the, the opening of the film is a bit like us. Just <laughs> us sitting here. I, my my housemate said the other day in the car, like we need to talk about us. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> All right, so it's a lot like us. Um, <laughs> they they come out from underground, but they're actually the scrolls, um, and they start fighting the people on the surface, and they're trying to replace them. They're trying to take over this planet as their own. Um, in response to this, all superheroes start trying to fight. But because it's all over the world, and this is just like wide-ranging conflict, especially like border areas, where, you know, the scrolls don't care about borders. You know, there are ones that are hiding underground in, in northern Mexico that need to get to America. So the superheroes are going across boundaries, and they're meeting these, these other superheroes who don't speak their language, and it's becoming difficult to engage with them. They don't know if they're part of the threat. They can't talk, they can't communicate, they, they can't share language. They can't go, I know that that one's an enemy, I know that that one's not. So they're struggling with that. Um, the scrolls are making a lot of headway in the chaos because they don't, you know, they they don't care about it. But then maybe later on we realise they start having problems when they start realising underground, separated from each other. They've been learning, trying to learn different languages. It's like just chaos because <laughs> it's okay. It's like War of the Worlds. You know, at the end of War of the Worlds, where it's like, and they were defeated by um, you know God, uh, God's most insignificant of creatures, like you know, bacteria and germs kill the aliens. Yeah. In this one, <laughs> language <laughs> destroys the aliens. They they can't hold their plans together. They just, they can't do anything. They can't organise. They don't have shared language. That's what you need to get a movement going. One of them speaking in broken Spanish. Some of them speaking in broken English. Like uh, some of them, they can't even speak. That's we have the- scenes where they're taking classes underground. <laughs> Like, let's, okay, let's let's teach Latin because that's the root of all the European languages. So maybe we can make some some progress. They can't, but they're struggling to speak to each other because they've been underground so long. Um, and, and like I said, you know, they're struggling with this um, becoming human, and they struggle to vocalize at all. So they develop um, their own like um, oh my god, the ground speak made of grunts and points, and that's how they they start communicating, and they do start slowly learning language. But that's uh-huh. where they start to divert. Because some of them start learning English, some of them start learning German, some of them start learning... Evolution by natural selection. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And they just start to separate. Um, They become separated not necessarily more by geography, but more by language. And then that's the thing, they're struggling to be human when they come up from underground, when they try to impersonate humans to... Oh, that'd be a great scene. Like, you just, like, um, like from a human point of view, you can watch... You're watching this group of people and go, are they real or are they not? It's like, well... um, one of them's just, you know, they're doing something weird over there. They're, like, kissing a lamppost or trying to eat. 
newspapers. And it's like, ah, no, they're the fake ones because they're doing something weird. You have to look for like just little off things they're doing. Or maybe they're acting calm when everyone else is freaking out because they think, oh, it's humans, they, they walk around, they talk to each other about the weather. Um, <laughs> so everyone's freaking out and hiding in their homes, but there are these guys walking around smiling because they're trying to pretend to be human. Loudly speaking to themselves without wearing AirPods. <laughs> like speaking on the phone but they're like just yeah. holding their hands by their faces <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're just like <laughs> and they only know how to say like hello because that's what they always hear they hear hello 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 yeah hello <laughs> just all hello. these people walking around just saying hello <laughs> hello <laughs> that's so terrifying can um, you hear me <laughs> oh these humans are, they're hiding. it's night time they're hiding in the house because they've, they've seen all the chaos and they're just here outside Hello? Hello? Oh my god! Hello? 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 <laughs> Be bloody terrifying. <laughs> that's so freaky. That's the only they only that's the only word they know, some of them. But, but that'd be great, like, you can, from in this film, I feel like this is gonna have to be split into like 50 films in different countries. <laughs> but you see different groups, and like, you know, in another part of the world, um, maybe they're better, or maybe they, they, these these the scrolls are better, or they're worse at doing this. You see different like little survival stories everywhere. It's like The Walking Dead, but you get to see other countries. But the superheroes start fighting them. I don't know if there are scroll superheroes that are like mimicking the superheroes. That could be another thing. Oh my goodness! But they don't have the powers. Maybe they don't have the powers, or maybe they maybe they do because they can shape them to anything. So if there's like a if there's like the Hulk, and they've seen the Hulk walk around, so there's just one. There's all these humans, but there's just this one Hulk-looking guy, and they've like change their physiology to be like the Hulk so they're, they're really strong well maybe they can change their physiology at will mm -hmm. but no it takes time like, they have to, it's but it takes time difficult. what if it's like a, a radius of shared knowledge Ooh. like the one who is the clone of the Hulk mm -hmm. he shares a base template with a bunch of like, like 15 other scrolls around him so they're all cloning other people but they're getting their basic physiology from the Hulk oh so they can share 15 Hulks Oh my god, that's like when like the third act fight starts. They start just like duplicating each other. So like they, they just pick the hardest people to fight in any given situation when they're getting better. Yeah. Like depending who they're so fighting like, against, they change into someone like else. 19 different clones of different people, but they've all got the Hulk power. Oh my god. <laughs> and that's another way to tell them apart. Like certain humans doing inhuman things. Yeah, yeah. Like that one's breathing underwater. That one's picking up a car. Yeah. No, it's not a human, but they all look... Oh, that's really cool. I like that. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. But um, but just when maybe things... um. The, the human, the uh, all the superiors of different languages and countries are starting to be able to communicate with each other. They're starting to get things sorted. And some of the little survival stories we see, we see the humans coming on top and stuff. Um, <laughs> then the Kree show up. <laughs> the aliens come down. The aliens have already come up from below. But the aliens have already come up from below, but now they're coming down from the sky. <laughs> and they don't speak the language either. <laughs> Oh my god! Just make things worse. Exactly. <laughs> things are about to get so much worse. Because, like, you know, they're America. They don't know that. You know, they don't. They don't want to leave these um, these guys to do their own thing. They're, you know, the Universe Police have shown up. <laughs> it's the Jadoon or something. <laughs> but it's, you know, the, the, the Kree have shown up, and they're like, they they view. They're like way more technologically advanced. But they've got they've got Jadoon language, right? They've got to do no go 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 solo go go. Yeah, they're, they're more technologically advanced than humans. So they view humans as like, oh, they're just, you know, you know weird little dirt people. Um, their planet's named after dirt um, <laughs> in certain languages. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they look down on us, they don't really oh, care. So, so they think we're I love that idea. I love that idea. <laughs> Oranges named after their colour. <laughs> or is the colour named after the orange? Actually, uh, did you know that oranges were called noranges? No. 
it, it was called a Norange. And so were apples, a Napple, and then over time, it became... an orange, a Napple. Ah. <laughs> is this, this is like, I can imagine you'll, you'll be one of the characters in Arrival. You're sitting down with a Cree and trying to teach them English. <laughs> you're, trying oh, to make yeah. them, you're trying to make them understand. That's one of my favourite lines from The Thick of It. Have you seen The Thick of It? Yeah. The bit where he says, there's no use describing this policy to Peter. It's like trying to explain to a dog the concept of Norway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what has to happen in this film. The Kree have shown up. And the Kree are ultimately good guys. But the, like, especially the superheroes and the people, we don't, they don't know that. This is just another destabilising force. And again, they're appearing all over the Earth because the, the Skrull are all over the Earth. Um, they have advanced technology. They don't have much regard for human life. They see themselves as above it, so they're just ordering people around when they think they're not Skrull. And again, they don't know how to tell because they don't know what a human is. Like, so the humans have been adapting and all the and everyone's been try, like figuring out how to tell the difference. So like, you know, when they try, you know, when you get the classic moment where you've got the gun, but there are two of them and they look the same, which one's the real one? These guys show up, they have no idea about any of that. They know the Skrull changed their language and they know the Skrull try and adapt to all these different cultures because they fought them before. Mm-hmm. So they have no idea. And they know the Skrull are here. And they know the Skrull are here. <laughs> okay, so the, the aliens... Why would they... Why do they care about the humans? Well, they're just, well they're not, that's the thing. They don't. They just want to kill the Skrull. So they don't have much regard for human life, but they are trying... You know, they're not, like, just going to blow up the planet. But they, they can't... It's really difficult to tell when there's such chaos, when everyone's fighting. Maybe, like, usually... Maybe Earth is, like, because we've got superheroes and stuff. They're, we're particularly, we've been particularly good at fighting them off. So usually they get here, and the Skrull's pretty much taken over. So it's pretty easy just to wipe them out. Right. Um, you can tell who's who, but now we've been destroyed by our own it's not like you can hubris. It's not like you can just burn the carcass. you got to yeah, cut well, the infection out. Exactly. There you go. Well done. <laughs> Perfect. And yeah, it's, it's deep in there. It's like, you know, it's 50-50 saturation at this point. And they're all mixed in and they're all running around and everyone's screaming. Superhumans just floating around. And like, what the hell are these? Are these other aliens? I don't know. Um, and Super Scroll. And Super Scroll as well. <laughs> and so you've got superhero clown fights. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> And again, I've noticed, I've thought something. Do you know who does know what's going on? Like, who can tell the difference between humans and Skrull and Kreans and humans? The Skrull. They obviously, they, 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 can, know. Tell, they can tell who each other are because they've, um, tra- apart from when they get the different languages ones, but they can tell who they are and they know who the Kree are when they see them. Mm. So they can organise in a way to trick them into killing the humans. Like they, they can put the humans in, in, the way, in the path of the Kree. But then later we get the twist. The Kree aren't actually that bad. And it all partly comes from Captain Marvel realizing she's from Earth. Well, because she looks like them. Yeah, but lots of them look like humans. But she, you know, she goes to she recognizes a place. She recognizes things like Earth things, cars oh, right. and baseball and planes. Um, she recognizes these things, and she maybe she starts to remember the language. Yeah, she knows when a human is, is calling for help, and she goes to save them. Oh, that'd be a weird scene, wouldn't it? Get her just kind of beginning to understand the word help. Yeah, exactly. It's just like drifting into her head, like. Because she's like, she's, you know, she's a hero. She's a noble spirit. So she, and that's what gets through to her. It's someone in need. She is a superhero. It's, she is a superhero. She remembers the word help just comes through to her. She starts communicating with the Kree and telling them and, and, and tell she remembers um, this place. And she and now she can help them tell the difference. She tells them which people are acting weird, which people, you know, are <laughs> She can are do it straight people. away for everyone. Not, for, not immediately, but that she starts doing it. She starts organising. And because she speaks English, she starts speaking to some of these superheroes. And they start speaking to all the other superheroes that they've been in communication with on this different language. And that's how they team up to kill the Skrull. A revolution. And it's about, you know, people coming together. Yeah. That's really nice. To, I like it. Defeat a common enemy. <laughs> But the scrolls, you know, when, when the counterattack starts, the scroll can't unify, 
because they're all because um, they, they all speak different languages because they haven't learned to communicate with each other <laughs> <laughs> they've grown far apart they've been destroyed by language destroyed by their own greed best superpower of all <laughs> language <laughs> Because all the humans have the resources to understand each other's languages, but the, the scroll don't. And they've been forced to do that when they've been playing defense. They've, had, they've been forced together while they've been um, fighting off the scroll. You know, the borders have dissolved and stuff like that um, in, this, in the face of this attack, in this, this, this common enemy. Whereas, probably would. Yeah, they would, yeah. So um, the, the scrolls haven't to do that. They're just following their plan. They've mm. split up and they're attacking. So when they're on the back foot, they can't communicate with each other. So that's how it just falls apart. The moment the humans learn to communicate and start fighting back with the help of the new superior force they've got with the Kree, it all falls apart quickly. Captain Marvel was able to bridge the gap between humans and the Kree. The Skrull were trying to divide and conquer, but they divided themselves. And were and, conquered. And were conquered. <laughs> One thing I haven't sort of had to go cover yet is how Captain Marvel came to be. Because the, whole, the, the, the reason she's a Kree is because um, they took her in after they tried to kill her. And she, but she blew up that engine. So that's why she forgot everything about Earth. So, so maybe, okay. So maybe, maybe it was she was on Earth, and there was like I don't know one scroll on Earth, and the Kree thought it was just like a small pocket, a small, a little group, and they had like some advanced alien technology, some scroll technology, and but somehow this human got caught in the crossfire, trying to be noble, trying to save people, mm-hmm. and caught in the crossfire and died. And they took pity on her and, and saved her by taking. The only way they could save her though was with Kree technology back on Kree land. So yes, that that's how she came to be in this film. But, but again, she forgot everything. The Kree didn't care much about Earth, so they didn't they didn't really um, talk about it again mm. or something like that. And, but they were wrong about the Kree. That's that's like the prologue of this film. They were wrong about how there was just one scroll on Earth. We, they fly off and take it back to Earth, and then we see this um, this dead scroll they've left on the ground on a beach somewhere, and then just like the camera goes down below the ground <laughs> under the Earth. And then now where do they, where do they find that that first scroll? In a uh, hall of mirrors. In a hall of mirrors. <laughs> in a hall of mirrors. Being like, yeah, it goes underground. And you get this huge underground area. It's full of them. <laughs> How do you know it's that? Because, no, that's it. You've, gone, you've seen the human layer and you watch, you see like humans on a street walking around interacting with each other in a certain way or wearing certain clothing and walking around. They're all doing just neat things. And we go underground. And we see in this large, like empty hangar sort of big area, the same thing being acted out. <laughs> by all of these scrabble. Oh, that's and weird. And then, title. Which is? Is that Captain America, but it's Captain US. <laughs> Captain Us. <laughs> Boom! Film smash! <laughs> that was good. That was I like right, Captain really. US. <laughs> wow, I'm impressed with us. Impressed with Captain Marvel. <laughs> Knew you were say that. <laughs> the other week, the Toy Story 4 trailer uh, came out. So it was trending mm-hmm. on Twitter, Toy Story 4. So we posted our Toy Story film smash, the Toy Story Mad Max one. And then that quickly became our most listened episode. <laughs> Do you remember that comment? <laughs> Um, the one on Reddit, where I, I yes, okay, so you told us this is funny. Yeah, yeah. So I I put it in the Toy Story subreddit saying, um, "You podcast." What's this one? I don't know. Oh, it's Serious Unfortunate Events, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Oh, uh, yeah. We post loads. Okay, we put we put loads in these subreddits, and it's really funny to see which fan groups take it very seriously and therefore don't like us doing this, or maybe don't take it so seriously and enjoy 
like this new sort of thing about it. Yeah, yeah. So we were getting pretty mixed comments. If all so it was it was either lots of likes or a couple of comments. Lots of likes is good. A couple of comments they weren't necessarily so good. But for the series of unfortunate events one, I did it in the series of unfortunate events subreddit and said new podcast explores the prehistory of Count Olaf. Yeah, we're, we're, finally we're, we're getting some. Uh, we're, we're going with the clickbait sort of titles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, it's true though. Someone commented and said, "Oh, I've always wanted to hear more about Count Olaf and more theory about the the, the series." And it was so, more, it was like, it's, "Oh, it's great that, that like, you know, not much, um, you know, there's not much discussion around this because you know, not much new stuff comes out that often." Yeah, so it's great to see some some, some great talking see, about great it. Great to see someone talking about it, and then. I thought, oh no, the poor person's going to be so disappointed. And then they said, edit. Um, turns out this is not um, for a serious discussion on the on the series. But it's something much more creative and I love it. It was a roller coaster. I, uh, I, I said it to you and, and honestly, I, I felt three very distinct, strong emotions reading that comment. I'm sure they felt many when you listening to the episode. <laughs> It was the Mad Max ones that got me. The ones where people were just like, I think it was you. you um, and again, you put on those titles. It's like um, podcast finally reveals the true origins of the Mad Max universe, and the person put like instead of reveals, put like asterisks, speculates. <laughs> Guess I know what podcast I won't be listening to now. Oh yeah. Oh, that was that was funny. But well, I just I just came back with sassy like. Oh yeah, what was it you said? Well, he said, here's another podcast that I want. I know which podcast I won't be listening to. And I said, good, don't. <laughs> we, we don't want you with that attitude. Go and engage with the fans.